Countdown for blastoff. X minus one. Yes, it's Maxwell House Coffee Time, starring George Burns and Gracie Allen. Richard Diamond, private detective. The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. Suspense. It's time once again for another comedy episode of Our Miss Brooks. Dragnet. We offer you escape. Kraft presents the Great Gildersleeve. Yeah. I'm that man. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. Good evening, friends of the Inner Sanctum. The Jack Benny Program. Hi, this is Carl Amari, and welcome to episode 18 of Radio Rarities, the weekly podcast series that examines unique episodes from the golden age of radio. My co-host is the vivacious Lisa Wolf. This edition will bring you an hour-long radio episode. It's from that prestigious series, Command Performance, which was broadcast solely from military service men and women stationed around the globe. It was usually aired as a weekly half-hour show, but this February 1945 episode of Dick Tracy in B-flat was extended to a full hour. Command Performance was created by producer Louis G. Cowan, who had joined the radio division of the War Department prior to the 1941 Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor. Cowan strived to produce a show that would appeal directly to military personnel. Announcer Ken Carpenter would start the show with the greatest entertainers in America as requested by you, the servicemen and women of the United States Armed Forces throughout the world, presented this week and every week until it's over over there. Carpenter's opening was followed by George M. Cohan's instrumental Over There as the show's theme music. Soldiers and sailors submitted requests of what they wanted to hear on the show. These requests equated to commands for the show's production staff to fulfill. And not surprisingly, commands were received from all corners of the globe. The biggest stars in the world could be heard each week on air entertaining the troops, including Bob Hope, Eddie Cantor, Shirley Temple... Abbott and Costello, Jack Benny, Frank Sinatra, Judy Garland, Cary Grant, Clark Gable, and Marlena Dietrich. Each week, Command Performance was aired via shortwave, recorded on transcription discs, and sent to military installations in the U.S. and abroad. Except for one or two special events, the shows were broadcast for the military only and not on any of the stateside networks. All of the non-military talent on the shows donated their time as a contribution to the war effort. There was also the cooperation of the various unions and guilds. The first broadcast of Command Performance was March 1st, 1942. By 1945, it was the top program of the Armed Forces Radio Service. In addition to Command Performance, the AFRS produced several shows to boost the morale of our servicemen and women, including Mail Call, G.I. Jive, and Yarns for Yanks. Comic books were popular with our G.I.s. And oftentimes, comic book-related requests or commands were mailed into the Command Performance Armed Forces Radio Service facility in Los Angeles. In February of 1945, Cowan and his staff, including Vic Knight and Murray Holland, along with the writers, decided to give comic book fans and all our troops a star-studded comic strip operata in an hour-long format. For their subject matter, they chose one of the leading comic strips, Dick Tracy. Which was the most famous detective strip to ever grace newspaper comic pages. Dick Tracy was created by Chester Gould and was first published in October 4, 1931 edition of the now defunct Detroit Mirror. It was soon distributed by the Chicago Tribune, New York News Syndicate, appearing in hundreds of papers. It still continues today, Lisa. The theme of the strip is that police detective Dick Tracy encounters the meanest and oddest group of hoodlums known to exist. They had the most colorful names, too, including Flat Top, The Mole, Tiger Lily, Prune Face, Shaky Trembly, Snowflake, Gravel Gertie, Mumbles, and Breathless Mahoney. Of course, there is a woman in Tracy's life, Tess Trueheart. She and Tracy are engaged to be married. A marriage theme, along with the dastardly deeds of assorted crooks, were used by Cowan and his team for this Command Performance episode. It features an all-star cast, including Bing Crosby, Bob Hope, Judy Garland, Dinah Shore, Jimmy Durante, the Andrews sisters, and others with Harry Von Zell announcing. And now, here's Dick Tracy in B-flat, 
a special hour-long episode from Command Performance as recorded February 15, 1945. Performance USA. The greatest entertainers in America is requested by you, the men and women in the United States Armed Forces throughout the world. Command Performance. Presented this week and every week till it's over over there. Okay there, gang. This is Harry Bonzel reminding you that it's time to join us once again for another session dedicated to answering your request to Command Performance... Armed Forces Radio, Los Angeles, USA. Now, it's come to our attention that a lot of you guys have been reading comic books while our shows are on. Now, we realize that you men and women in the Army, Navy, Coast Guard, and Marines can do exactly as you please at any time. <laughs> but command uh, performance hates to lose any listeners. We're really very jealous that way. So for you guys who like comic strips... Tonight, we're going to devote our entire time to a real super-duper, two-fisted He-Man thriller. One of your real big favorites, Dick Tracy. <laughs> I think Command Performance has assembled the greatest cast of honest Joes, thieves, murderers, and cutthroats in radio history. Here they are in the order of their appearance. No applause, please. Dick Tracy. Mr. Bing Crosby. Tess Trueheart. Miss Dinah Shore. Oh, Judge Hooper. <laughs> That's me. The police chief, Mr. Jerry Colonna. Flat top, Mr. Robert Hope. <laughs> Vitamin Flintheart, Mr. Frank Morgan. The Summer Sisters, Miss Andrew Sisters. The Mole, Mr. James Durante, Esquire. <laughs> Little Snowflake, Miss Judy Garland. Shaky, Master Frankie Sinatra. <laughs> Gravel Gertie, Miss Cass Daly. <laughs> and so it's on with the first comic strip operetta of all time, Dick Tracy in B-flat, or, for goodness sakes, isn't he ever going to marry Tess Trueheart? <laughs> Ready, maestro. Overture.
this is the house. There is Tess Trueheart's window. Would that I were a bird so that I could perch upon her sill. Oh, Tess! Tess Trueheart! No answer. I'll sing our love song. Mayhap she will hear me and come to her window. Whose dream are you? Where is your cloud? Where are your wings? Why is my heart hearing things like the sigh of Sinatra? <laughs> Whose dream are you? Can you be loved? Can you be kissed? Or will you fade like the mist in the sky? Tell me have you come true? Are you here in my arms? Could a dream love ever seem half so divine? Darling, whose dream are you? Maybe someday you will reveal that you are no dream. You're real, you're mine. Who's that knocking at my door? Who's that singing troubadour? Bringing song to my boudoir? It is I, Dick Tracy. <laughs> How I love your square-cut chin. I'll come down and let you in. Hiya, Dick. Give me some skin. Thank you, scad test through heart. Well, the big day, huh, Tess? We're finally going to get married. Yes, Dick, and this time you better go through with it. I've waited 13 years to get married, and you keep putting it off. Well, honey, some big crime keeps coming up, and I have to dash out and solve it. In 1941, it was 88 Keys. In 1942, it was Mrs. Pruneface. And in 1944... Wait a minute, what happened to 1943? Very interesting year. My laundry came back. <laughs> But I know I don't have to worry about you, Tess Trueheart, because your heart is true. My heart will always be true, but if we don't get married pretty soon, the rest of me may stray a little. Now, steady there, gal. <laughs> steady, steady. Tonight's the night. Tell me, where are the wedding guests? The wedding guests are assembled in the parlor, even now. The summer sisters are gathered around the spinet, and Vitamin Flintheart is gathered around the punch bowl. Methinks Vitamin has drunk too freely of the four roses. How can you tell? His nose is broken out into small bouquets. <laughs> I disapprove of that. Why aren't men more like me? I don't drink, I don't smoke, and I don't gamble. Oh, please. Please don't tell me any more of your faults. We're getting married tonight. <laughs> Come, Tess, let us join the merry throng and get on with the nuptials. I will fling open the door. <laughs> Oh, shut up. At last, my moment has come. Test true heart, do you take this man to be your lawful wedded husband? I do. Richard Tracy, do you take this woman to be your lawful wedded wife? I do. Ah, at last. I now pronounce you man and... Oh, bean juice. <laughs> Blasted interruptions. Always interruptions. I get that dang thing out. Excuse me, darling. Oh, Richard. Hello? Tracy at this end. Hello, police chief on this end. Well, that takes care of both ends. <laughs> what is it, chief? At 3.30 this afternoon, the first national bank was robbed. And the crooks got away with $3,468.77. $3,468.77? Are you positive? Just a minute. I'll count it again. <laughs> uh, 
Now, Chief, this sounds very suspicious. You weren't in on the deal, were you? That's ridiculous. I wouldn't do anything crooked. Well, okay, Dick Tracy is on the job. And all I can say is that whoever held up the First National Bank better get out of town. Well, I'll go home and pack. <laughs> Tess, I must be off. Oh, Richard, this is terrible. Left at the altar again. Why do you not renounce your ceaseless pursuit of evildoers? For better by far if you opened up a live bait store in Death Valley. <laughs> Don't go. Ah, oh, but I must. I owe it to society. I must be off to do a job. I can only stay a minute. I'm off to pinch a crooked mob and everyone else that's in it. How I dread the chance you take. How I hope for your escape. And each night I'll stay away Till your safe returning Thank you, dear, but never fear They'll never get old Dick Tracy When I get back, we'll hire a hack And go and hear Count Basie Ah, uh, my hero has no fears As that fatal moment nears Let me hold you by the ears they're so strong and flappy. There'll be no mush. I've got a rush. I'm heading for the station. So save your smacks and pat on the back till I get my vacation. He's off to fight with all of his might. This wonderful guy, Dick Tracy. While only Tess remains in a mess with Arsene and Lacey. While only Tess remains in a mess with Arsene Goodbye, Tess. I'm away. I had a phone. A grand invention. It was a good phone. With a long extension. And if you see what I mean is I know it was a good phone. I had a friend He was a good friend I told my friend about my phone Cause I thought he was a good friend What relief Got no man, ain't got no friend. I'll bet you can guess just exactly what happened. My friend works for the telephone company. That was the end, the end of my friend, the end of my phone, and darn near the end of me. Jig is up. Reach for the ceiling. It's Dick Tracy, you swine. Hmm. That's funny. Nobody here. <laughs> the First National Bank is empty. Drop that gun and turn around, Tracy. If that voice belongs to who I think it does, I may never turn around. <laughs> What a pleasure. I've always wanted to have a gun in this guy's back. Yeah, and you can pull it up a little, too. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to blow your brains out. <laughs> now drop that gun and turn around. All right. You guessed it, Tracy. I'm f on that egg-shaped head of yours. <laughs> well, now that you got me flat top, what are you going to do with me? <laughs> You're not going to like this at all. 
<laughs> You'll probably hate every minute of it. <laughs> You're really going to get the full treatment, Dad. <laughs> oh, it's going to happen to you. Well, what's going to happen? I'd like to laugh a little, too. Mm, I'm going to put you in the vault, pour a pitcher of cream over your head, and then throw in a tiger with a rough tongue. <laughs> uh, Farosi, Dick Tracy fears not your threats. The author will find a way out. Well, you'll never get out of this vault, you marble-headed hero. First, I'll close the steel door. Now I'll twirl the combination. And now I'll slide in the boat. There. Hey, Junior, you forgot something. I'm still on the outside. All right, get in this one. Fool with me, eh? I may look like I'm not much, but I am. Some people forget that I'm the top. I'm the vicious flat top. I'm the top. Got it in for that cop. I'm a naughty boy, I'm the pride and joy of sin. So I sank my claws in old droopy drawers and locked him in. I'm a jerk, and the people love it. Never work, and I'm right proud of it. I have lots of fun when my water gun goes pop. So if you want someone flattened, call flat top. Oh, happy, 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 happy wedding day. Oh, dear, dear, what can be keeping Dick Tracy? A fine wedding day this turned out to be. No, 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 no. Don't fret, Miss True Hearts, my little rum blossom. For <laughs> <laughs> sooth, I see not what you want with that flat foot when I, the pride of the Flint Hearts, am available. Well, Mr. Flintheart, I hate to say this, but you're so much older than I am. Older? Bah! Age is in the mind. I hope. <laughs> They don't call me vitamin for nothing. Why, Mr. Flintheart, I'm shocked to hear you talk like that. And after the nice things I've heard about you from some of the other girls. The girls are saying nice things about me? Oh, yes. I must be getting older than I thought. <laughs> but, my dear, you don't realize the glamour that surrounds the life of an actor. I'll never forget my last appearance in Pooped Out, Nebraska. <laughs> What a triumph! Let me tell you about myself, Miss True Heart, and the glorious life I lead. A wandering actor I, my life is interurban. I drink a lot of bourbon to wash down my vitamin pills. My better days were spent behind the lights and grease paint. Though I'm half shot, my heart ain't. I've got much more pep than Sinatra. Because of my capsules and my vitamin pills. He's got much more pep than Sinatra. Ah. A, B, B1, C, D, E, and G. They're my vitamin Well, I must say that... <laughs> Mr. Flintheart, that's very interesting, but... Okay, let's get on with it. Papa's back. Dick! Dick, what kept you? That rat flat top. He stripped off all my clothes and left me in a locked bank vault in my long underwear. How did you manage to escape? Through the trap door in the back. <laughs> well, everybody, let's get on with the wedding, huh? Oh, happy, 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 happy wedding day. Shut up. <laughs> now, 
I told you people I want to get Tracy married. This is one jam he'll never get out of. Now, Richard Tracy, do you take this woman to be your lawful wedded wife? I do. And do you, Tess Trueheart, take this man to be your lawful wedded husband? I do. Good. Then I pronounce you man and... Well, I'll be a second lieutenant. <laughs> Hello? Hello, Tracy. Chief of Police speaking. I want to ask you a question. What is it? When you pick up a suspicious character, isn't it customary to frisk them? Sure, you always frisk them. See, what did I tell you, madam? Now hold still. <laughs> Chief, did you interrupt my wedding just for that? Certainly not, Tracy. I've got terrible news. Snowflake has just been kidnapped. Snowflake? 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 Yeah, it must be a blizzard. <laughs> well, I'll get on this case right away, Chief. There's the only one man who could have done something as dastardly as this. The mole. I must find that blackguard and wring the truth out of him. Oh, Richard, you're not going to leave me at the altar again. I've been dreaming of settling down in an ivy-covered cottage and raising a family. Poor girl. You got the wrong boy, but hold on to your corsage. <laughs> I'll be right back, Tess. Is this the subterranean entrance to the home of that villainous gopher? Yes, better known as the hole of the mole. <laughs> mole, I've come here to ask you a question. I don't know where to get cigarettes either. Now, you can't wiggle out of this one, Mole. But I'm telling you, I had nothing to do with Snowflake's disappearance. Aha, uh -huh. I said nothing about Snowflake's disappearance. How did you know she was missing? I seen it in the newsreel. It hasn't been in the newsreel. I read it in the papers. It hasn't been in the papers. I heard it on the radio. It hasn't been on the radio. I wish they'd hurry up with that television. <laughs> Confess, Mole, if you had something to do with this dastardly kidnapping? I got a perfect alibi. At the exact time of the kidnapping, I can provide six witnesses who will swear that they saw me at a table of a well-known restaurant. You've got a perfect alibi? At the exact time of the kidnapping, you can provide six witnesses who will swear that they saw you at the table of a well-known restaurant? This man is quoting me for batten. <laughs> well, if you're not a criminal, why do you live in this underground hideout? I'll tell you, gumshoe. Oh, the folks call me the most. Cause I dug myself a hole, ho, 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 and I live down there below. A reaction. <laughs> oh, my nose requires more room, so I dug an extra tomb, ho, 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 and it lives down there. That's why they turned me down for OCS. <laughs> oh, there isn't anything finer than living down in a mine below, 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 beetly ho, ho, ho. That's where the worm hangs out. <laughs> Everybody wants to get into the axe. <laughs> oh, the folks think that I am a nut. They say I'm in a rut. Ho, 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 cause I live down there. Be, 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 be. I'll take it. <laughs> oh. Listen, Mole, if you'll squeal on the kidnappers, I'll see to it you get special consideration. I am no rat. I'll see that the police don't bother you. I am no rat. Well, I'll give you a million dollars reward. That's the cheese I've been waiting for. <laughs> I'll tell you all. Snowflake is up in Flat Top's apartment. Even now, he's playing with bubbling champagne. If I know Flat Top, it's Spike Seven Up. <laughs> Thanks for the tip. I'm off to Flat Top's apartment. And Gadzooks, I hope I'm in time.
<laughs> Come over here, Snowflake. I'm going to tie you up with this rope. That rope? You wouldn't take advantage of a poor, defenseless girl, would you? She doesn't know me very well. <laughs> please, please, Flat Top, I beseech you to release me. Nothing doing. I only release them when they're over 38. <laughs> Flat Top, I appeal to you on bended knee. Kid, you appeal to me in any position. <laughs> ashamed of you. What would your mother say if she saw you acting this way? I never had a mother. What would your father say? Nothing. He never had a mother either. <laughs> Listen, Snowflake, how about you and I teaming up? Oh, don't be silly. I promised my hand to Vitamin Flintheart. Give it to him. It's the resty I want. <laughs> what about it, Snowflake? Will you marry me? Oh, no. What would I want with anyone with such a flat top? Flat top? <laughs> it's your joke. <laughs> but at least if I you were twins, to play my <laughs> At least, at least if you were twins, I could use you for a bookend. <laughs> I don't get sassy, Snowflake. I'm a tough guy. See, I'll show you how strong I am. Watch me rip this telephone book in half. You couldn't. Just watch. Now for the next page. <laughs> Please, please, Flat Top, let me go. These ropes are pressing against my flesh. I can always replace them with me. <laughs> uh, me proud beauty, I've got you over a barrel. <laughs> yes, you have got me over a barrel. Somewhere over a barrel Black and blue Smiling Whilst I wait for a music cue If Miss Pines can sink dances Grabbing asps and drinking poison wine How can I refuse to sing a song for you? I'm strong for you When you go away I'm going along for you Won't you please encourage me With just a word or two Do, do You're so repulsive Oh, you needn't say you love me for I'm pretty sure you don't Don't I'll go along for you I'll do a wrong for you Because I'm awfully strong for you Honest little girl <laughs> Strong for you. Now, when you go, away, you're going along for you. We're going to be arrested, you know. Please encourage me with just a word or two. Do, do, do. You're so repulsive. You need to say you love me. Tell me that you like the end. Tell me that I won't be glad. I'll be it true. I'll go along I'll for you. you. I'll do a wrong for you because I'm awfully strong for you. You're listening to Radio Rarities. We'll return after this short break. Hi, Carl Amari here. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, Suspense, and Burns and & Allen, consider becoming a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, members receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows in superior sound quality, along with historical liner notes and photos of their radio stars. The 10 shows I'll send you will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. Members also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour holiday 
Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Lisa Wolf and I co-host. The digital links never expire, so you can listen to Hollywood 360 and Radio Rarities whenever you'd like. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. And when you join the Classic Radio Club, there's no long-term commitment. You can cancel at any time. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com. Now, back to Radio Rarities. Open up, open up, flat top, open up before I break the door down. Why, Dick, my boy, what do you mean, flat top? This is Tess Truhart's house. Flat top's house is in the opposite direction. You've been driving backwards. Oh, it's my own fault. I put serutan in the gas tank. <laughs> you, uh, you mean to say you've been driving in reverse all day? In California, who notices it? Well, I'll get flat top later, but where are the wedding guests? What happened to everybody? Now, my boy, we must be brave about it. They couldn't wait any longer. They had tickets to a Sinatra broadcast. First it's flat top, now I'm having trouble with flat chest. (laughs) See, the place is deserted. There's nothing left but a table loaded with presents. Look under the table. I'm loaded, too. (laughs) Good old vitamin. You're the only one who stayed with me. I'll be gone soon. <laughs> I can't believe that Tess Trueheart has run out on me. She knows I left her at the altar 13 times. Oh, Tess. Could there be somebody else? Hmm? Whose dream are you? Where is your cloud? Where are your wings? Why is my heart? Hearing things like the sigh of you-know-who. Whose dream are you? Can you be loved? Can you be kissed? Or will you fade like the mist in the sky? Tell me, have you come true? Are you here in my arms? Could a dream love ever seem half so divine? Darling, whose dream are you? Maybe someday you will reveal that you are no dream. You're real. You're Fate has dealt me a most horrible blow. What else can happen to me now? Plenty, Tracy. Who's that? I'm flat top and I got a gun in your back. Stick him up. I'm the mole. Stick him up. <laughs> I'm the chief of police. Stick him up. Chief, why are you sticking me up? I like to be on the winning side. <laughs> this is the end of the trail for you, Tracy. Yeah, you're through. There's a block of cement over your head. It's going to fall at the count of three. Then we're going to pour gasoline over you and put a match to it. After that, we're going to take what's left of you and put you in a bone-crushing machine. And then to top it all, we're going to cover you with rattlesnakes. Egad. <laughs> Egad, I wonder what Superman would do in a spot like this. Oh, happy, 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 And so we leave you until next week. One week later. Perhaps you were wondering how Dick Tracy got out of his terrible predicament last week. As you may recall, when last seen, the mole and Flattop had him under a concrete block and were getting ready to release the rattlesnakes and set fire to him. How did he get out of it? He forced himself. (laughs) And I'm happy to say... I'm happy to say that the next voice you hear 
will be that of Mr. Tracy himself. Hi there, Vitamin. Oh, hello there, Dickie boy. Quite a party you're having. Well, Vitamin, I don't get married every week. Well, of course not. Couldn't get married every week. It'd be awful. Another honeymoon, another girl. Man couldn't. How could he possibly... What am I saying? <laughs> It'd be great. Hello, Mr. Tracy. Hello, Mr. Tracy. Hi. Well, if it isn't the Summer Sisters and their sister. Girls, shake hands with Vitamin Flintheart. Don't shake too hard with all those pills in him. It'll sound like a crap game. <laughs> well, it's delightful to meet you girls. The Summer Sisters, eh? Which is which? I'm May. I'm June. I'm July. July? Where'd you come from? I came right ahead of my brother, August. Well. You're for me, July. You're the hottest. <clears throat> Control yourself, Vitamin. You're breaking out in capsules. By the way, did you see all the nice presents the bride got? Oh, yes. She has a very large trousseau. Yes, she has a very large trousseau. Yes, she ought to wear a girdle. <laughs> Well, the girl's been sitting around for 13 years, waiting to get married. <laughs> Anyhow, I'm sure glad you could come to the wedding. Oh, we wouldn't have missed it for anything, Mr. Tracy. And that's not all. The summer sisters are enemies of crime in the winter or apple blossom time. My name is June. July doesn't rhyme, but it finishes up the tune. We are singing on Tracy's wedding day. girls, look, the wedding is about to begin. Oh, happy, 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 happy wedding day! Shut up! <laughs> Blasted musings. <clears throat> now, let's get after it. You, Richard Tracy, take this woman to be your lawful wedded wife. I do. Good. Do you test your heart? Take this man to be your lawful wedded husband. I do. Uh, at last, I get my two bucks. I now pronounce you man and... What, no telephone? Well, Hello? good. I now pronounce you man and... Oh, nuts! <laughs> I'll get it, I'll get it. Hello? Yes, who? Oh, no, no. <laughs> Haven't you run out of slugs yet? Listen, Dick, did you tell me to stop a robbery in the corner of Hollywood and Vine? No, no, Chief, I said Sunset and Vine. Oh, sorry, gentlemen, go right ahead. <laughs> Look, now, here. I'm very busy, I'm getting married, come to the point. There's terrible news again, Tracy. Remember a crook named Shaky? Sure, I put Shaky in jail. Well, he shook loose. <laughs> Look, Tracy, I'm calling from a phone booth in the drugstore. I hate to say this, but Shaky just held it up. He's already killed 13 people. Killed 13 people? Yes. Ten customers, the proprietor, the janitor, and the guy who dropped in for a small Coke. No ice. <laughs> well, don't worry, Chief. I'll capture that scoundrel or my name ain't to... This is the place. Hey, Tracy, a word with you, my noble dick. Oh, it's the mole. What do you want? <laughs> when do I get to rub somebody out? Later. Get back in that manhole. <laughs> now for the drugstore. I'll sneak up behind him. Now I've got you. Aha! You murderous villain. Reach for the sky. Wait, Tracy, it's me. <laughs> pardon me, Chief. Pardon me. I'm sorry. Where's, uh, where's Shaky? He's over at the counter having a mullet with an egg in it. 
Oh, I couldn't see him behind that straw. <laughs> Go out and cover the back door, Chief. I'll deal with Shaky. Right. Now, I hate to be mercenary, but there's a $5,000 award for Shaky alive. And a $5,000 award for Shaky dead. In his condition, I'll hit the jackpot. <laughs> All right, Shaky, the jig is up. Get off that stool. Just a minute, copper, till I finish his mall. <laughs> oh, fine, he fell in. Climb out of there, Shaky, and start talking. Don these jumbo straws, they suck back. <laughs> Never mind that, Shaky. You're going on a long, long trip, a one-way trip. And there's bad news at the end of it. Just because your head looks like a crystal ball, don't be telling fortunes. Hold the phone. What are you talking about? Dick Tracy has a beautiful head of hair. Well, he should have lent it to you tonight. <laughs> now, listen. Listen, you pipe cleaner and suspenders. Justice is caught up with you. You better talk and talk fast. Why did you kill ten people in this drugstore? Because they aggravated me. Why did they aggravate you? They were alive. It was maddening. <laughs> All of them sitting there around me, breathing. You're just a jealous rat, and I'm going to see that you get what's coming to you. Oh, darn you. <laughs> you are a brute, and I'm sure of one thing. You spoil my fun before I've begun. You have that certain gruesome something I sure do wish that you didn't have a gun Mikey, you know <clears throat> But you're a naughty one You should be hung You mean for the crimes I've done or the songs I've sung About 50-50, it's a joke <laughs> Someday I'll rub you out, believe me, but till then I've got you in my clutch. Well, brother, you ain't clutching much. <laughs> Okay, I'm taking you down to the station house, and it's such a nice night. Let's walk. If you're walking, Tracy, I'm going piggyback. Not on this piggyback, you're not. Now, come on, quit stalling. All right, copper, I'm right behind you. Drop your gun. Boy, am I glad to see you, flat top. Shut up, small timer. <laughs> what do you mean, small timer? I just bumped off 12 people. You couldn't bump off 12 termites in the lumber yard. <laughs> All right, wise guy. How many did you knock off today? None I knocked off today. <laughs> well, you, certainly, you certainly went by way of Dubuque to knock that one off. <laughs> Shut up, copper. I'm going to bump you off. Don't shoot, flat top. This guy may be useful to us. He's got his ear to the ground, you know. That ain't all that's dragging. <laughs> I said maybe we can do business with this guy. Every man has his price. Yeah, maybe you're right. Listen, Tracy, how would you like to make some easy money? Honestly? Cross my black heart, it's a cinch. <laughs> I shall pretend to take their filthy bribe and by so doing, round up the entire gang. I might be willing to talk business with you, Flattop. <laughs> if my cut of the swag is big enough. Good, then. It's a deal. All right, let's shake on it. I'm tired of shaking. Let's see. <laughs> We're three pinup boys Filled with charm and poise Tracy A shaky And flat top. I'll make justice win Please don't fence us in Tracy Shaky Flat top We're just two little sheep That lost our way around I'll keep you locked in jail No matter how you pound and pound Oh, what are we to do? Listen, Muggs, you're through. Tracy, a shaky and flat top. Hey, flat top, 
What did you do with Snowflake? I had the mole take her down to Gravel Gertie's gravel pit. Well, let's all go out there. Just a second, Tracy. You ain't got any ideas about pinching anybody, have you? No, just Snowflake. Really, I'm one of you now. I'd even step on her foot if you wanted me to. Would you twist her arm? Yeah, would you punch her in the nose? Yes. And may the district attorney forgive me. <laughs> okay, but no tricks now. I'll be watching you. Good. Let us away. Toward the same destination is another car. Leave us see who is in it. Ah, oh, woe is me, woe is me. Helpless in the foul clutches of the mole. Just a minute, slow fake. My clutch. <laughs> Just a minute, slow flake. My clutch may slip a little, but it ain't foul. Besides, I do not mean you any harm, comely wrench. <laughs> coil of rope beside me. We gotta smoke something, don't we? <laughs> I told Flat Top and Shaker to drive out here, too. Wouldn't it be funny if we all got here at the exact same time? silly questions, you get silly answers. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, this was a hot car anyway, and it's a cinch theirs was too. Hey, Mo, why don't you watch where you're driving? I put my hand up. Well, here it is. <laughs> and may I return your windshield wiper? Let go, that's me. <laughs> Wait, look! Wait! monster crawling out from behind the rock. Gravel <laughs> Gertie. Well, hiya, folks. How you all doing, boy? Come on, Hi, Gravel. How's everything, Gert? Hi. Oh, I'm just fine, kid. Hey, flat top. Who's the hunk of fluff, huh? My name is Slow Snowflake. <laughs> and, and if you don't let me go, I'll call the cops. Uh, you hear that, Tracy? She's going to call the cops. Ha, yak, yak. Yeah. <laughs> what? You, Dick Tracy, that represents all that's clean and honest, has turned viper? Just a minute ago, I was a windshield viper. <laughs> you know, you know, for that I ought to bash your head in with my mandolin. That's what I ought to do. Say, Gertie, you look pretty good tonight. Yeah, I think I look awful. The laundry put too much starch in my hair. <laughs> I think it's beautiful. I'd like to run through it barefooted. <laughs> you got the... <laughs> you got the feet that can stand it. Come on, sit on my knee, Molly, and I'll serenade you with a mandolin. Tell me all about yourself, Chrissy. With my high-pitched tonsils and my low-heeled shoes and my long hair sweeping up the rug... I ran into a racy dick whose name was Tracy and wound up in the jug. With his snap brim Kelly and his square cut jaw, he was quite the handsomest of men. When I started to yen, the DA gave me ten and I'm back in the pen again. <laughs> clang, clang, clang went the wagon. Crawl, crawl, crawl went my skin. Snap, snap, snap went the bracelets, and that flatfoot invited me in. He tipped his hat, I took the seat, and then I tried my best to stamp upon his feet. He took my arm, gave it a twist, and gently played a serenade upon my wrist. Clang, clang, clang went the wagon, <laughs> har, har, har went the brow. The bracelets. As I started to leave, he collected my sleeve with his hand. And as if it were planned, with the utmost of grace, kicked me right in a place only Tracy could find. Happy end of the life. 
That was great, Gertie. Yeah, but we haven't bumped anybody off in hours. Let's rub Snowflake out. Oh, no, no, you mustn't. You mustn't. I'm too young to be fractured. They're never too young. Where's my Tommy gun? I'm glad you asked that flat top, because while Gertie was singing, I disarmed you all. Now, reach for the sky, you rats. Again, reach for the sky. Every two minutes, it's calisthenics. <laughs> what a triumph this is. Single-handed Tracy has rounded up four public enemies. No other dick can make this statement. Hooray! <laughs> Hooray! May I be the first to congratulate you. Hooray! What am I cheering about? I'm headed for the electrical harakari. I'll say you are, all of you. Quit taking bows, you ham cop. If I had my gun back, I'd fill you so full of holes you'd have to go on the air for Swiss cheese. Hark, here comes a horse. Yes, and look who's on it. My lover, Vitamin Flint Heart Test, True Heart, the Summer Sisters, and old Josh Hober. This has got to be the finale. Yes, on with the wedding. On with the wedding, let's all get married. Everybody pick a bride. Only one to a customer. Yeah, at every place you go, rationing. The cast moves forward as the curtain rises and falls to take their bows. Bob Hope as Flat Top. You needn't say you love me for, I'm pretty sure you don't. But tell me that you like me and there's nothing that I won't. Be glad to do that, honestly and true. I'll go along for you, I'll do a wrong for you, because I'm awfully strong for you. The Andrews Sisters as the Summer Sisters. Now the author at last is getting cold. We'll be married in spite of Chester Gould. We three young tricks soon will be six in that Jimmy Durante as the mole. Oh, my girl said, yes, you see. Pretty soon we will be three. Oh, 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 my bride and my nose and me. Vance Daly as Gravel Gertie. Sinatra as Shaky. My bride must stay home and obey me and brother I'll never let her sing so I'd much rather marry Frank Morgan as Vitamin Flintheart and Judy Garland as Snowflake. Meet me in the barroom, Snowflake. Come, my maiden fair. We'll read lives from Shakespeare, Flintheart, any place but We'll have a scotch and soda. And I'll meet you at the coda. But I won't meet you in the barroom, Flintheart. Yet she doesn't dare.
I love you dearly, Flint Heart. This to you, I swear. Yet Shakespeare must be mastered. Yes, but not while you are plastered. <laughs> Dinah Shore as Tess Truhart and Bean Crosby as Dick Tracy. Whose dream are you? Where is your cloud? Where are your wings? Why is my heart hearing things like the sigh of a moonbeam? Whose dream are you? Can you be loved? Can you be killed? Or will you fade like the mist in the sky? Tell me, have you come true? Are you here in my arms? Could a dream love ever seem half so divine? Someday you will reveal that you are no dream. You're real. You're mine. Maybe someday you will reveal that you are no. happily ever after, in black and white on weekdays and in full color every Sunday. <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed this harrowing session with Chester Gould's famous cartoon characters. And now oh, this is Harry Bonzel who can only say, this is what is left of the Armed Forces Radio Service. Awesome, Carl. A musical comedy based on the Dick Tracy comic strip. How fun. Uh, I recognize several of the songs which were skillfully burlesque, including Somewhere Over the Rainbow with Judy Garland over a barrel. You caught that, huh, Lisa? The dialogue on command performance could be rather risque at times. Bob Hope as Flat Top said to Judy Garland as Little Snowflake, You'd appeal to me in any position. Well, you could get away with that for the troops, but the network censors would certainly have blue penciled it. But because Command performance never aired in the States, they could get away with it. Many of the special song lyrics were written by Jack Brooks. He would later write the lyrics of Old Buttermilk Sky for Hoagie Carmichael and Dean Martin's signature, That's Amore. Meredith Wilson, now Captain Wilson of the Army, 
did the arranging of the tunes and also conducted the orchestra. The ever-important team of writers, which was rather large, included Robert Welsh, William Morrow, Frank Gallen, Marvin Fisher, Jack Rose, and Al Lewis, who would later create the popular radio comedies Life with the Luigi and My Friend Irma. And also Sherwood Schwartz, a former writer on The Bob Hope Show, who would later create the TV hits Gilligan's Island and The Brady Bunch. And Larry Gelbert, who went on to write for Jack Parr before helping to bring the hit book and movie MASH to series television in the 1970s. They were all developing and honing their skills on command performance. At the end of the show's antics, Dick Tracy and his longtime love, Tess Trueheart, were finally able to tie the knot. That was after Bing Crosby as Tracy sang his way to capture the bad guys and gal. And Dinah Shore as Tess Trueheart couldn't have been happier. In 1949, a few years after this episode aired, Chester Gould would have them wed in the comic strip. That was also the year in which Command Performance had its final broadcast. Even though the war was won in 1945, the show was very popular and its production continued a few years post-World War II. Had it been a commercial venture, the budget would have cost a potential sponsor over $50,000 a week. It was due to budget constraints that Command Performance was finally canceled by the Secretary of Defense. Well, that's all the time we have for this edition of Radio Rarities. Radio Rarities is a Gulfstream Studios copyrighted production produced by yours truly, Carl Amari. My co-host is Lisa Wolf. Mike Costella is our executive producer, and the show is written by Carl Shadow. Next week, we present a true story from the annals of crime classics, so don't miss it. Thanks for listening. Hi, this is Suzanne Newman, host of the Answers for Elders podcast and radio show. We are the North Star that guides you through the complicated journey of senior care with trusted experts in money, law, living solutions, and more. So join us on this station, your favorite podcast channel, or just go to AnswersForElders.com. Meet the way showers who will help your journey a lot easier.